Welcome, everyone. You are listening to Truth in Christ Radio, the Bible teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with Senior Pastor Rob Kellogg. And you know what? If there is a message that is true, If there is a message that is true, then there will always be forces that oppose and misalign and seek to deceive people from that truth. And because we hold the truth of the Word of God, because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, everything that he says, everything that he is about, the devil is trying very hard to malign, to discredit, and to make seem marginal and put it off to the sidelines. Not important, not important, but this is important. Your career. You're making money, that house by the lake, that fancy new car, that's important. How amazing is your love? How can I keep from shouting your name? I know I am loved by the King, and it makes my heart want to sing. Welcome to today's edition of Truth in Christ Radio. We know that our God is all-knowing and has given us absolute truth to live by. Today, Pastor Rob continues in chapter 13 of the book of Deuteronomy, where God reminds the nation of Israel of false prophets and dreamers that have spoken in order to turn you away from the Lord your God. God's punishment is made clear to those who do this, and that is death to them. As followers of Jesus Christ, we must be careful to abide in Him and not be swayed by false teachers. Let's join Pastor Rob with this important message. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren. And we know that Jesus would come from the line of Judah. He would come from the line of David. And he's speaking of Jesus in in these verses here. He says, I will raise for them a prophet. Notice capital P. Like you, Moses, from among their brethren, from the line of Judah, from the, going through the line of David all the way to Christ, and I'll put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. But notice, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods... That prophet shall die. That prophet shall die. I wonder how different the world would be if every false prophet was killed (laughs) or if every false teacher was killed. I'd probably be dead. (laughs) Thank God for his grace, right? Thank God for his grace. But do you see the, 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 the responsibility that there is for all of us, if you're in a place of, if you're in a teaching position, if you're a, a politician, if you're part of the media, if you're in the college or universities, people are looking up to you. If you're standing before anybody sharing facts and truth with them, especially biblical truth, it's really important to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you, God. <laughs> right? It's important because that is what matters. And the more time goes on, the weirder things go on out in the world. I don't know about you, but I find the Word of God such a refuge. 
It's the one thing. It's the anchor, isn't it? I mean, do you know that you have an anchor? I mean, not only Jesus Christ, the living word of God, but his word. I find I can go to it and I can, I can be like, no one's going to bamboozle me here. I can read this and it's not somebody trying to slant something a, a certain way to, to get me biased to their opinion. No, there is no opinion but God's opinion about all these things that we see in our life. And all the things that we see in the news, there's one opinion that matters. Will you listen to that opinion, or will you be shaped? Will you be formed by that public opinion? It used to be that the media were to inform you, to inform you on the truth of the facts that are presented, to inform you, but now it's totally different. Now they are forming your opinion and forming your mind and shaping it to bring you to some place. Let me tell you, the devil is so into the media today, it's incredible. And I've never seen it as hideous as it is now. It is so obvious to me. Is it obvious to you? Are your eyes open to it? Boy, the, devil's li- the, the world is listening. And boy, the devil has got it all in his hand, and he's got his hands, and he's almost ready to crush it. He's got it like he said, I got them all in my hand. Got them all. Almost done. Almost done. That ought to scare every single soul out there because it's the truth. I know it in my heart. Verse 20, But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? Here it is. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. And the scary part is, is when it, when it does come to pass, once. And see, this is what everybody gets all entangled in. Again, they, they, they think, well, only God could make that happen. I'm going to follow this guy, even though he's into all these weird things. But what he said was true, and it came to pass right before our eyes. It was a miracle. Well, guess what? The devil can mimic, and he is a great manipulator. He is a great, he's a genius. I don't want to give him too much credit, but let me tell you, apart from Christ, we are nothing compared to him. But in Christ, we are more than conquerors over him, right? But don't ever underestimate the enemy of your soul. He will lie to you. He will cheat you. He will do miracles, and do some pretty amazing things right in front of your face, and your jaw is going to hit the floor. And the Bible says that in the last days, that's what it's going to be like. And it's happening, folks. It's happening. And it's going to get more intense as time goes on. The delusion is going to get so much greater. And people are going to be flocking to everything but the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me to Jeremiah 23. These are long passages. But they're worth looking at. They're Old Testament passages. Jeremiah, if you remember, was warning the uh, southern two tribes, Judah and Benjamin. The northern ten, ten tribes have already gone into captivity, into Assyria, because of their idolatry, because they're listening to false prophets and false teachers. And now here, the southern two tribes are doing the same thing. They haven't learned a thing. Jeremiah is saying, please turn. God you know, is, is encouraging them to turn from their ways, but they would not notice. Jeremiah 23, beginning in verse 9, Jeremiah says, My heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man and like a man whom wine has overcome. Because of the Lord and because of his holy words, does the word of God shake you inside? Does it, does it give you like this, 
oh, Lord, this is so good. This is so awesome. You know, I love that. That's the way it feels to me. I'm just like, you know, this is one thing I can hold on to. Everything else can perish. But you know what? I'm gonna, if the whole earth was burning around me, I'd grab my Bible and hold it like this, man, <laughs> and just let me torch. <laughs> so anyway, that's kind of fun, wasn't it? He says, I am like a drunken man and like a man whom wine has overcome because of the Lord and because of his holy words. For the land is full of idol- or adulterers. For because of a curse... The land mourns, and the pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up. Their course, is, their course of life is evil, and all their might is not right. For both prophet and priest are profane. Yes, in my house I have found their wickedness, says the Lord. Therefore, their way shall be to them like slippery ways. In the darkness they shall be driven on and fall in them. For I will bring disaster on them the year of their punishment, says the Lord. And God was warning them of impending judgment from Babylon. It was coming, and God was warning them about their sins. He says, verse 13, And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied by Baal and caused my people Israel to err. Also, I have seen a horrible thing in the prophets of Jerusalem. They commit adultery and they walk in lies. They also strengthen the hands of evildoers so that no one turns back from his wickedness. And all of them are like Sodom to me and her inhabitants like Gomorrah. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem, profaneness has gone out into all the land. So thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They make you worthless. They speak a vision of their own heart, not from the mouth of the Lord. They continually say to those who despise me, The Lord has said, You shall have peace. And to everyone who walks according to the dictates of his own heart, they say, No evil shall come upon you. False prophets. Can you see it? Very much like today. For it for who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and has perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord has gone forth in fury, a violent whirlwind. It will fall violently on the head of the wicked, and the anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days, you will understand it perfectly. Notice that God is telling the, the children of Israel, in the latter days, this is coming again, and you're going to see it. And it's going to become even more understand. You're going to understand it intimately. I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, Am I, and, and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places? So I shall not see him, says the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. Notice, a dreamer. Prophets and dreamers. Is the dream biblical? And even if it's not biblical, is it something that you should be teaching and saying, well, the Lord gave me this dream? Well, maybe not. Does the the dream add up to the word of God, or is it something aberrant that's going to take somebody away from God? Because there is the test. He says, how long will this be in their heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? Indeed, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, who try to make my people forget my name by their dreams, which everyone tells his neighbor, as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. 
And the prophet who has a dream, let him tell a dream. And he who has my word, let him speak my word faithfully. I love this. What is the chaff to the wheat, says the Lord. <laughs> I love that. Let them, let them flap their mouth. Let them say all this stuff. Let them go ahead and do what they're going to do because my word is like a hammer. What is the wheat to the chaff? The chaff, the wind blows away, the wheat stays in the ground, and it's taken up and it's eaten and used, right? What is the chaff to the wheat? Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Therefore, behold, I'm against the prophets, says the Lord, who steal my words, every one from his neighbor. Notice, steals the words. Those words belong from God. They, they belong to him, and he wants to give them to his people. But yet the prophet will take the word and malign it for his own selfish interests, for his own sinister ways. And how many uh, religious organizations do we see today that are just out for their own gain. They're just out for money. Is, is money all that it's about? I mean, honestly, it's like, who cares? I mean, you think about it, money is going to perish, but the people who are in the, on this earth right now, they are the only ones that have the ability by the spirit that's within them to be redeemed and to go on into eternity. Everything else is going to burn up. So what is more important, the money or the souls? Remember when Abraham was talking to uh, the, the king of Sodom? And the king of Sodom says, you can have all the money, just give me the souls. The souls are what the devil is after. He knows the other things are temporal. He could care less. But he'll take that too. And souls. <laughs> right? God wants the souls. He could care less about your money. Now, obviously, we use money because we need it to, you know, you get my point. But it's not about money. It's about our walk with him, our relationship with Jesus. And that's the way it always needs to be. He says, Behold, I am against those who prophesy false dreams, verse 32, says the Lord, and tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their recklessness. Yet I did not send them them or command them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, says the Lord. And so you can just see the Lord just warning the people, warning them against false prophets. And you know what? If there is a message that is true, if there is a message that is true, then there will always be forces that oppose and misalign and seek to deceive people from that truth. And because we hold the truth of the word of God, because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, everything that he says, everything that he is about, the devil is trying very hard to malign, to discredit, and to make seem marginal and put it off to the sidelines, not important, not important, but this is important, your career. You're making money, that house by the lake, that fancy new car. That's important. And this other stuff, don't worry about that. But look at that. Look at that shiny new diamond ring. And look at the prestige and the honor you can have. You could be at the top of the penthouse on 5th, 5th Street, right there by Central Park. You could have it right there, man. You can look out above, look upon the little people. You can all be yours. But if there is something that is true, Everything is going to be opposed to it. And we live in a land, in a time right now, that is happening before our very eyes. And, and it's not even so much biblical truth. It's everything that's going on in the media right now. It's amazing to me. I hate it. I don't even like it. I mean, there's even certain things that I used to watch that I don't even like watching anymore. Examine these things in your own heart, brothers and sisters. Make the, make the decision. Make the high road and say, you know what? I'm just going to cut out all of all of it. You know, if it's important enough, I'll hear it through somebody else. 
You know, this stuff is just polluting your heart. Not even, you're not even getting the truth. But if you're going to spend time, spend time in this. Because this, the Word of God, is never, will never let you down. It is truth. Memorize the Scripture. Memorize really good passages. Memorize as much of it as you can. Get it into your heart. Teach it to your kids. Live it. Live it. And forsake everything else if necessary. Because there's nothing out there that's going to heal you. There's nothing out there that's going to make you feel better. The Word of God is a cleanser. And He, the Lord Jesus, will heal. And He will set your heart and your mind right. You'll be the only one in your workplace who has a right mind about anything. Because your mind is not tainted by all the junk and the garbage that we see. Even in the New Testament... You know, no, there's nothing new under the sun. It began back in the Garden of Eden, all the way in the Old Testament. And we just read some. There's a lot more. I'm just cherry-picking a few things. But, you know, even when we get into the New Testament, Jesus even said on the Mount of Olives, before his uh, false arrest and his crucifixion, he was speaking to his disciples there on the Mount of Olives, uh, speaking of the second coming, or the, the, the great tribulation period and his second coming. And he said this to his disciples. He says, during this tribulation period, he said, the Jews, and he's speaking to them, uh, them they're being representative of the Jews. He says, if anyone says to you, look, here is Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I've told you beforehand. I've told you beforehand, and Jesus was speaking about an event and things, and uh, things that were going on, yet future to us. He's speaking about toward the, in the end of the tribulation period, before he comes in his glorious second coming to the earth physically. The church has been raptured before this, but no, he's speaking about that time. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, he says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, which we are living in those latter times, from the moment that Christ was Raised from the great, raised from the dead, and ascended into heaven. The, the last days have been upon us. These are the last days. The Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Have you ever taken a steak out and you know you take it out of the package from Wegmans? You know that vacuum sealed pack and it's all bloody and. You know, and then you stick it on the grill and, and you have the grill on high just to sear it, and you flip it over, all of a sudden all the pores of that thing are now sealed, aren't they? It's like it's been cauterized. All the blood and all the juices are now inside of it. They can't escape through those pores anymore, right? Because you've seared that steak. And you do that for a couple minutes, and then you flip it over and you sear it, and then you turn the heat down for, you know, about medium, and then you let that thing just go, and, and now everything's just getting nice, juicy on the inside, right? That's how you make a steak. I know. Porterhouse. But having your conscience seared is a whole different matter. You know, you think about getting your, you, you, you think you're, um, you got something, you know, your mind is filled with filth, and, and you just, you, you won't relent from it, and, and there comes a point where your mind just becomes seared, and all that putrescence, instead of just leaking out of your head like a nice juicy steak and out of your soul, now it's kept inside to percolate and to, and to bubble and to get more nasty and more fermented and more corrupted. 
There's no, there's no way for it to escape. Now it just perpetuates in the mind. You've been, your conscience has been seared with a hot iron. And then forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving to those, by those who believe and know the truth. So we live in those days. We live in those days. Turn with me to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. These are really hard verses, but these are the times that we're living in, and it's very parallel. I, I think it's always been this way, but for me personally, I've never known a time in my life than like right now where everything is just seeming to come unhinged. Am I you following me? And that is more the reason why we need to be students of the Word of God, and more than just students, more than just reading, but let God do the work in your heart. Don't just settle for reading. You've got to do it. You've got to you know, be doer of the Word, right? Because that's how you prove that you believe this. Because if I can say all the right verses, but, but I'm living like a child of hell like everybody else, it doesn't really show much. It shows that I really don't hold this too much. But when I read this and I say, God, burn this into my heart and help me be a follower of you, help me to be an ambassador for you, help me to live God for you, to do the right thing, to be the most loving person, to be the most loving person, to be the most generous person, to be the most Christ-centered person, to be the one that encourages people instead of tears them down, to be one who says nice things instead of tearing people down. Can, you know, that, that is only a result of the, of, the, of the work of the Holy Spirit in you. And yet be firm. Did you know you can be loving and yet firm and tenacious? Did you know that you can hold to the word of God like a pit bull? And you can be like a rock, but you can be the most loving, gentle rock that anyone has ever seen. You can be so kind and so loving and yet never move from your post. Never move. And never, sh- never be shaken by anything that you see, anything that you hear. Because if it's not in here, it doesn't matter. I don't believe it. I could care less. And neither should you. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, we're just going to look at the first 12 verses. And this is pertinent to the day that we live in. Paul says to the Thessalonians, he says, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you, and here Paul is speaking of the second coming of Christ, not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had already come. They were concerned that Christ had already come. And that somehow they missed it. <laughs> he says, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day Christ's coming will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits in the temple as God, showing himself that he is God. So these things, that's not, the second coming of Christ is not going to come until these things come to pass. He says, verse 5, do you, do you not remember that when I was still with you that I told you these things? What a great shepherd preparing them for things that were coming. And that's what we do. We're preparing, right? Are you prepared? You know, you're being prepared by as we read through the word. You're being encouraged. You're being warned. And boy, we need to be warned. People out there need to be warned. They need to be told the truth because they're just living in Disneyland. Living in Disneyland, just making the money, doing the thing, whatever feels good, do it, you know. And they have no idea that they're walking, but they're walking dead. The real zombies. But God loves them. And we ought to love them too, right? Share the love of God with them. 
But he goes on, he says, Do you not remember when I was with you, I told you these things? Verse 6, And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until... Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. But please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our study in the book of Deuteronomy. Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited format, Simply mention today's date when contacting our church office for ordering details. And that number again is 585-586-3140. You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things such as information concerning our beliefs, ministry and contact information, our location, and service times, and much more. You can even download the radio and sanctuary messages in MP3 format free of charge from the resources link. You can also listen to these messages on your mobile device by going to Calvary Chapel of Rochester on Google Play or Apple Podcast. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you in your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.